0: well hi everyone and welcome to the modern cotton story sponsored by e3 sustainable cotton from basf I'm Jennifer Crumpler, fiber development manager and manager of the E3 sustainable cotton program at BASF and I'll be your host today and I'm joined by a good friend and industry consultant Bob Andeshek. Um, So Bob, thanks so much for being on with us again today.
1: Thank you, Jennifer. Uh, How are you doing today?
0: I am good. I am good Um, and I'm really excited. So for our listeners Um, You know, you guys know, we recently started a new series of podcasts that we like to call Teaching Sustainability. Um, And this series, for me, I've learned a tremendous amount and hopefully our listeners have, too. um, But we really want to take and introduce a... Really um, wide range of professors from different higher education who really are educating today's students at both the graduate and undergraduate level about sustainability, transparency in a supply chain. so really excited about that. And I'm really excited to introduce um, today's guest to everyone. So um, Dr. Sal is a um, the Professor and Director of Graduate Studies, the Department of Fashion and Apparel Studies, the University of Delaware. Um, so he's also the co-director of the Sustainable Apparel Initiative. So um, Dr. Sal, thank you so much for being on. And it seems like you are staying pretty busy these days. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jennifer and Bob. Uh, it's it's good to be here and I appreciate the opportunity uh, to share my thoughts on teaching sustainable textile apparel in higher education today in this podcast.
0: Yeah, well, awesome. Um, well, I know you've been at the University of Delaware for a number of number of years, um, and we've also had previously on the podcast um, one of your um, colleagues, Dr. Shang Lu. So he's been on and you've, as a director of graduate studies, you've <clears> taught <throat> courses on textile and apparel. Um, and I know you have a really particular interest in environmental respons- environmentally responsible apparel. And um, you direct a uh, department focused on, you know, textiles, apparel, fashion, merchandising. You've been widely published. So, like I said, you, you stay pretty busy. And But before we jump into, you know, a lot about what you're teaching at the school, I would love if you would maybe tell our listeners a little bit about your background um, and then also the apparel and textile program that you offer at the University of Delaware.
2: Yes, uh, I completed my bachelor and masters degrees uh, in dynamic Finishing Engineering uh, from Donghua University in Shanghai, China. Uh, coming to the United States, I earned a PhD degree in textile science and a master's degree in computer science from the University of Georgia in Athens. Uh, after graduate study, uh, I became a faculty member in Oklahoma State University and then uh, joined the University of Delaware in 2008. Uh, I teach fundamentals of textiles uh, and the producing uh, environmentally responsible apparel. My uh, research interests include sustainable textile and apparel product development and functional apparel. Uh, in the year of 2002, uh, the same year uh, when I joined uh, Oklahoma State University, uh, Bill McDonough and uh, Michael Brongart published a groundbreaking book titled Cradle, uh, remaking the way we make things. Uh, I was uh, greatly inspired by the book. Uh, shortly uh, afterwards, uh, I uh, obtained a curriculum development grant from National Science Foundation uh, to uh, incorporate uh, the Cradle Cradle concept uh, to teach sustainable textile and apparel. Uh, today, uh, the Cradle Cradle concept is still a uh, one of the foundations uh, of my uh, sustainable uh, textile and uh, apparel projects. Uh, Our department uh, is the Department of Fashion and Apparel Studies uh, at the University of uh, Delaware. And uh, we offer uh, a few programs, uh, uh, namely uh, two undergraduate majors. Uh, one is uh, fashion merchandising and management, and the other is uh, fashion uh, design and product innovation. Uh, in addition, we also offer four undergrad minors, uh, sustainable apparel and textile innovation, wearable design, and the last one is uh, fashion management. And we, uh, we also have two graduate programs. Uh, One is Master of Science uh, in Fashion and Apparel Studies, and the other is a uh, graduate certificate program uh, in socially responsible and uh, sustainable uh, apparel business. Sustainability is uh, one of the overarching program goals of our department. It is uh, one of uh, the strengths of our department teaching and research. So, uh, for example, we have uh, one minor, It's called the Sustainable Apparel and Textile Innovation and one graduate certificate program that specifically focus on sustainability. And uh, uh, I'd like to say both uh, minor and the graduate certificate programs uh, were developed from um, grants, uh, two grants uh, we obtained from uh, United States Department of Agriculture. And uh, the graduate certificate was established Now it's about uh, 14, 15 years. Uh, It's in 2007. Um, My colleague, Marsha Dixon, obtained a grant from uh, USDA to develop that grant certificate program. And uh, uh, the uh, undergrad minor uh, was an outcome of a more recent uh, USDA grant. And we conducted the project uh, from 2016 to 2020. So it's a more recent uh, program, and uh, uh, our department is also a founding member of uh, Sustainable Apparel Coalition. So uh, that gave us mm. uh, lots of opportunity to network with industry uh, professionals and to access uh, the resources uh, of the uh, SAC, Sustainable Apparel Coalition.
1: It's really interesting, Dr. So um, I was, uh, I'm really surprised about the USDA grant. I didn't know that. Um, very interesting um i was i think you and i met uh a few years ago at on your campus dr lou had uh had a seminar that he asked me to uh speak at and i'm i'm pretty sure we met at that time um and i was really impressed I, i was really impressed by the your program and the facilities and uh it's quite a quite a uh program you have it's very impressive um but uh and your background is impeccable. And um, uh, been really amazed at uh, how far you've you, you actually run the program now. Is that right?
2: Yes, I uh, serve as a grad director. So uh, now, so I um, I essentially in charge of the two graduate programs: the Master of Science and the Graduate Certificate in Socially Responsible and Sustainable and power business Yeah, and I it's also terrific. lead. Yeah, uh, as a a co-director of the uh, Sustainable uh, Apparel Initiative, uh, I lead uh, quite a number of uh, research teaching uh, projects on sustainability.
1: Yeah, that's that's so important. So uh, we obviously have more questions for you on sustainability. But before we get into that, just a a quick question I wanted to ask. I know at this point, uh, how many students are in your program, would you say? Uh,
2: We have about... uh, um, about uh, 80 to 90 uh, students uh, every year. So undergrad students, we have around, uh, three, uh, excuse me, 350-ish, Okay, about 80 to 90 students per year. We have a four-year program uh, in two majors, and uh, um, most of them uh, in the fashion, merchandising, and the management major. So for the un- our undergrad population, uh, we would like to say about 80 percent of those uh, 350-ish undergrad students in the Fashion, Merchandising and Management uh, major and um, uh, about 20% in the uh, uh, Apparel Design, uh, Fashion Design, Product Innovation major. And for the graduate program, uh, we have the Master of Science. Uh, That uh, program has, uh, it's a two-year program and we have a total about around uh, uh, 12 uh, students. And uh, uh, for the graduate certificate, uh, this is an online program, and we do have mm. students all over the country, and sometimes we have students from other countries, like in Europe. Uh, and uh, uh, we have quite a number of our own undergraduate and graduate students also uh, in that uh, graduate certificate program. So, a uh, totally, we uh, currently we have, I think, about uh, uh, eight. Uh, students in that degree certificate program.
1: So that's really impressive. It's wow. quite, quite a lot of students. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think are the greatest challenges the students will face as they, I assume, well, actually I know many of them go into the, uh, industry directly from, uh, from Delaware. Uh, what are the greatest challenges you feel that they're, that they'll have to uh, contend with?
2: Sure. Uh, we are facing a, uh, fast changing world in a very fast changing industry. Uh, The knowledge evolves very fast. Uh, For example, uh, the current sustainable Apparel Coalition's HIG index tools are very different uh, from what it was first introduced uh, a few years ago and uh, uh, consistently uh, more tools added to that. And uh, US uh, international trade policy also has frequently changed. So uh, if a student just memorizes memorize uh, the knowledge learned in school, uh, the student would uh, quickly encounter the challenge that the knowledge is outdated. So uh, to uh, ad- adapt to you know, this fast changing uh, industry, uh, our emphasis of the education is to uh, teach the students the skill how to learn, uh, specifically you know, the, the, the skill how to do the critical analysis, for example, how to do the uh, qualitative, quantitative analysis so uh, they can uh, you know, easily adapt to this uh, fast-changing uh, industry uh, after their employment. Another challenge uh, when students first uh, enter the industry is uh, how to apply what they learned uh, in college to solve the real-world problems they, uh, they have uh, in their job. So in our department, uh, we provide a few opportunities uh, to allow our students quickly adapt to the industry. For example, uh, we incorporate uh, problem-based learning uh, into a number of our classes. And uh, uh, sometimes uh, we work with uh, industry partners and our further uh, discuss about that. For example, we partner with uh, Goodwill of uh, Delaware and the Delaware County uh, to deal with the, uh, the, the solid textile waste and that be part of, you know, the problem-based learning uh, projects uh, in their classes. And the second strategy we have is to, uh, we have a very strong uh, advisory council uh, with um, leaders uh, in the industry uh, to be part of members of our uh, department's advisory council. And we work closely with uh, our advisory council members uh, to let students participate in industrial projects on campus. Uh, For example, we have uh, prominent uh, entrepreneurs and uh, uh, like uh, shoe designer, uh, Lucy Davis, uh, jewelry designer, uh, Cynthia Gale, and uh, uh, in the past uh, few years, uh, we have groups of students uh, work together with uh, Lucy Davis, for example, uh, on her um, Disney-sponsored uh, uh, Molan shoes uh, to, you know, in the, in the entire design develop product event process. And uh, uh, our students work with uh, Cynthia Gear uh, to um, work on the marketing, uh, promotion, uh, of the uh, University of Delaware uh, Lexi Ring, uh, designed and developed by Sincere Gear. So from those uh, industrial uh, projects, students uh, gain the skill to solve the real world problems, and that will help them to quickly uh, adapt to the industry. And uh, uh, the third one is we also have students uh, participating in research projects with uh, faculty uh, due to the nature of our discipline, uh, many of the uh, research projects uh, intended to solve the real world problems. So conducting uh, research uh, with faculty members, students also uh, gain the skills to solve the real world problems. And uh, uh, the fourth one is we always encourage students to do the internships and this, uh, many of them uh, happen in the in the summer, for example. And uh, uh, you know, from the industry uh, internship um, experience, students have a better understanding of the expectation of the company's industry and uh, uh, gain the skill to uh, solve the real world problems uh, they may uh, encounter in their future employment. So uh, that's what um, I think about the challenges and how uh, our department uh, uh, curriculum to de- um, you know, de- deal with those challenges.
0: Yeah, and that's, um, yeah, you guys really are focused a lot and I think it's great. I, um, you know, I've done some reading and stuff and I, I have a couple other questions, but one thing I was wondering, um, Dr. South, if you would be able to tell, um, go back just a little bit and maybe tell our listeners since you guys were part of the co-founders of the Sustainable Apparel Coalition. So maybe those who aren't familiar with it, um, maybe just a little bit about that coalition and kind of your,
2: you guys' goal with it. Yeah, the coalition is the, uh, it was founded uh, around the 2000, uh, I think, 11 or 12. And uh, uh, the goal of the coalition is, uh, you know, power supply chain is very long and big and comprehensive, uh, involved with uh, many different uh, st- stakeholders. You know, some may be related to um, the the agriculture, maybe uh, industry and uh, business retailers and uh, non profit organizations. And the goal for the uh, for the organization is to promote uh, sustainability and also develop some of the uh, the tools that would be uh, used by by the um, uh, the industry you know, to um,
0: mm-hmm. enhance
2: the sustainability. And uh, uh, so because of our uh, department's uh, strengths in sustainability, we were invited um, to join the uh, uh, SAC uh, when it, it was first funded. And uh, uh, so we, as, as part of the Sustainable Apparel Coalition, we have the opportunity to access uh, the, uh, the tools like Higg Index uh, they developed and uh, also incorporate that course in our curriculum. And uh, we help the, uh, you know, as an academic, uh, we also help to uh, review uh, like the HIG index when it was mm-hmm. developed. So, you know, we make our own contribution and we uh, learn from, you know, those industry members, uh, the organization, and, uh, uh, and teach uh, the knowledge we learn from the organization to our classes.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. And that actually kind of leads into, um, you know, my next question, because we hear the word um, sustainability a lot, and we know it's become very important these days. Um, you know, depending on, I think if you were to ask all three of us on the call how we define sustainability, we'd probably uh, all have a different answer. But one thing I'd really be interested for, you know, you and the university and your program how do you teach and incorporate the concept of sustainability um, or, you know, that environmentally responsible apparel, you know, and, those, and even, and maybe some metrics that you stress or talk about um, when looking at that, you know, the, the entire supply chain?
2: Yeah, so uh, for sustainability, uh, I would like to uh, use the United Nations definition uh, that sustainability is to meet our Own needs without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. So, uh, sustainability has three key pillars environmental protection, uh, social equity, and economic development. Uh, today, uh, we focus on uh, environmental uh, protection in, uh, in, in, in this podcast. So the environmentally responsible apparel is the apparel production and the use uh, that meet our own needs without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their needs. Uh, I think uh, they mainly related to uh, two things. One is the important resources uh, such as water, energy, land, uh, which includes both land for raw material production, uh, such as agricultural field for cotton production and uh, land occupation uh, like uh, land field for post-industry, post-consumer textile waste. And uh, uh, second, uh, related to the environmentally responsible apparel is the environmental impact that may affect current and future generations quality of life. Uh, such as chemical use and the pollution, uh, and the greenhouse gas emissions and the climate change. So uh, we to teach this, uh, we introduce a variety of uh, industry tools and the initiatives to our students. Uh, like I said, one uh, one of them uh, we emphasize a lot in our curriculum is sustainable power coalitions Hig Index. And uh, I w- uh, I would like to say um, today uh, you know this co- coalition. Uh, has about uh, two thirds or more of the uh, major uh, textile power companies uh, involved or being um, members. So uh, the Higg index uh, is developed by uh, industry experts to target the most important sustainability problems encountered by the industry. It has uh, product tours, uh, facility tours, uh, brand tours, that cover the entire supply chain. So uh, for example, for our two undergraduate majors, uh, we require a class called a, a seminar on fashion and sustainability, uh, which gives the basic introduction of the fashion industry and the sustainability issues in the industry. Uh, but more importantly, uh, we infuse sustainability concepts and the knowledge in many classes, uh, such as textiles, product development, Power design, fashion business, global trade and sourcing. Uh, for example, uh, Materials Sustainability Index, uh, which is part of the HIG product tools, is discussed in the textiles class. And, and so the students uh, have a knowledge about this, uh, this resource while they uh, doing their job in the uh, design source product.
1: Dr. Sao, how, how, it, I have to ask you: uh, the HIG index has been questioned by certain parts of the uh, industry, uh, and I'm sure you know that. Um, how do you how do you respond to any uh, critique of the HIG index in terms of its uh, accuracy? Uh,
2: so, yeah, every tool has uh, its uh, strengths and. Uh, um, weakness and uh, uh, also there would be, uh, so any of the tools for example, like Hague Index, uh, they try to uh, generalize a lot of things. Uh, for example, like cotton fiber or shirt uh, produced. Um, where the fiber or product produced, how it's produced, it would be dif- different from, from country to country, from company to company, even from uh, you know textile or agriculture field in one state to uh, the other that'd be different but to make the uh, consumers easily understand and to make the uh, the learners like such as our students uh, to easily understand in you know, every tool needed to generalize quite a lot of things so that would make um, you know people think okay this may not a an accurate uh, kind of uh, calculation or estimation of um, my product or you know the product of uh, uh, a different company. So uh, that's understandable Uh, but to to make the tool useful I think it is necessary to make some of the you know general assumptions uh, on certain uh, type of the product. So that's my um, my opinion on this question. Okay.
1: And then transparency, I want to ask you about that as well. You must uh, be be teaching about supply chain transparency at uh, Delaware?
2: Yes, transparency is a key component of sustainability. Uh, Without transparency, any sustainable or environmentally friendly statements or accomplishments will have a question mark. And uh, uh, same as uh, or similar to the, uh, your previous question about uh, people may question about uh, uh, the accuracy of uh, of Higg index, for example, uh, it's important to, to uh, be transparent and to uh, communicate uh, with the users, with the consumers about uh, you know how those uh, numbers are uh, obtained. So that's part of the transparency. I would like to say that. Uh, transparency is also a challenge for educational institutions since uh, some of the uh, industry information may not be uh, easily assessed by external users, you know, including um, university professors. So, uh, but I also would like to say uh, the industry is aware of the importance of transparency to sustainability. So for example, uh, in March two, 2021 this year, uh, Sustainable Apparel Coalition's X uh, launched a transparency program. So uh, in our curriculum, uh, we will introduce this uh, transparency uh, program in our classes and utilize uh, the information in the transparency program in our class discussions. So our students, you know, the good thing is X covers the entire supply chain. So uh, we could have hopefully you know, more um, information uh, about those uh, transparency and they can uh, discuss uh, in our class
0: so um, I just have a question you know we talk about this in the data and the transparency where in your experience in your career um, you know I feel like For 20 years of my career I've been working downstream in the ag space and I've been working with farmers and growers on the input side um, from that side of it and just within the last um, year and almost two years now transitioned and working with downstream partners and I've really been a little disappointed and shocked at the lack of transparency for everyone in the supply chain but then also the lack of accurate data and you know that and I'd really be interested from your standpoint at the university and maybe even you know feedback you potentially have gotten from students when they go through the program of where or how do we increase more accurate data and how do we get that shared um you know so for example from an agricultural input so with cotton if we look at the environmental side of it with our platform with e3 we capture we share data we lead with data and i've really been shocked for the lack of data that's accurate that's out there um, so I would really just like to know from your standpoint you know what are your thoughts around that for some of that lack of data and maybe how the students that have come in maybe what their response has been to that of an industry that's been around for you know hundred years
2: yeah I, I have to say uh, for us uh, uh, you know in higher education it may be even uh, more difficult to uh, to access the data uh, than the uh, uh, industry professionals, and for industry professionals, uh, probably you know, especially if you are uh, the customer and you request data, and uh, you know, uh, uh, the the company may uh, may mm-hmm. give you those information. But uh, uh, for the uh, higher education uh, people, it would be uh, you know more more difficult, and I. I would like to say uh, we do uh, have encountered similar problems uh, as you um, to study the entire supply chain. Uh, For example, uh, a few years ago, we have a group of faculty and graduate students in our department, including myself, uh, conducted a research project supported by uh, Cotton S.A. Uh, which is South Africa cotton organization, similar to the cotton incorporated in the United States. Uh, We studied the the cotton supply chain in South Africa and provided recommendations to build a sustainable cotton supply chain uh, in South Africa. Uh, We have uh, a few trips uh, to uh, South Africa to visit every unit in the supply chain, uh, such as uh, cotton farmers, genie facility, uh, textile manufacturers, including yarn producers, fabric producers, dyeing finishing facility, uh, and apparel manufacturers and retailers. Uh, and uh, uh, at that time, um, the HIG uh, facility uh, tools uh, also uh, introduced. And uh, uh, as a pilot study, we also tried to gather some of the uh, information uh, you know, using the HIG facility tools uh, to uh, evaluate some of the textile manufacturers. Uh, I have to say uh, we uh, were not very successful to, to collect those uh, data and uh, the information, uh, many of uh, missed information uh, about uh, um, like you know, water use, chemical use, energy use type of things. So yeah I have to say uh, like I said it's it's a big challenge uh and uh, uh so that's why uh I think it's important to, to you know let our students uh to have the uh, you know internship in the industry so uh you know while they have this encounter those challenges uh, in the uh, in school uh, after they get into the industry workers they understand the importance of transparency. And hopefully, you know, the next generation of the professionals industry, they would be more uh, transparent. Hmm. It's really interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, one of the things I, I think you're, you know, right. Like, when, like you said, with the data, we we, we leave with data. And so, you know, it's hard to find it. And you're right. It's really interesting to me that, um, you know, there's, even some data that's out there, it's maybe not accurate, as you said, and there's really not a lot of um, any, any type of regulation around it. You know, a lot of different brands and others and downstream, they slap a tag on something and they can call it organic or not. And there's no proof in, OK, well, is it really? So it's really been interesting to me, um, you know, to to hear how that whole whole piece of it in the higher education, how some of the students have responded to it. So um, I think, you know, one final question that I would really be interested in um, Dr. Sal finding out is moving forward, what do you think or how do you think what the future of apparel, textile, what it's going to look like? And do you see, you know, you at the university, some of that changing, maybe the strategy of what you teach, how you teach, um, some of that changing moving forward?
2: Yeah, so uh, we... Consistently uh, reinforce the sustainability education uh, in our program, and uh, uh, and seek external funding support to strengthen that. And uh, uh, we have seen, you know, many uh, many challenges, and also see many gaps uh, between the uh, the you know the educational curriculum and uh, and what the industry need. So. Um, I uh, would like to uh, give uh, an example uh, of the, uh, you know, the, the 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 initiative we have. Um, uh, recently, we completed a USDA-supported uh, project: uh, textile apparel uh, curriculum development for a sustainable future. Uh, and the purpose of this project is uh, to in- integrate sustainable textile apparel concepts. Into our undergraduate curriculum using uh, case studies, problem-based learning strategies, and uh, uh, we completed a, a few tasks such as uh, revised uh, um, existing courses, uh, develop new courses, uh, and uh, we also uh, created a sustainable uh, apparel uh, uh, minor. Uh, that's part of the the project, as I mentioned, and uh, uh, we uh, established uh, an. On campus, pop pop up a sustainable apparel store uh, that will display, the uh, the sustainable uh, apparel products developed acquired uh, by the student and uh, give the students the uh, the first hand hands on experience uh, on sustainability. So those are the examples uh, of the uh, initiative uh, that uh, we have, and also uh, this type of the career development we may impact. Uh, all of our students since this is a curriculum and uh, students needed need to uh, take those classes. And uh, uh, we also have um, some other initiative uh, that uh, be related to uh, students conduct uh, the project uh, research project uh, under the advisement uh, of the uh, faculty uh, members. And uh, uh, for example, uh, in in those projects, not every student in the program uh, would uh, learn or benefit Mm -hmm. from that. But only limited uh, number of students, but they gain uh, more in-depth knowledge. And uh, uh, for example, currently, uh, we are conducting a cotton Incorporated supported project uh, to deal with the, um, it's called Reclaim the... Uh, the value of the uh, end-of-use cotton uh, products. Uh, We partner with uh, Goodwill of Delaware, and a few years ago, Goodwill of Delaware uh, told us that they have, uh, this organization only cover the area of the state of Delaware and the Delaware County in Pennsylvania. So uh, it's uh, only four counties. We have a small state in Delaware. And uh, uh, even uh, the four county uh, area, uh, the goodwill has about seven million pounds of textile products they cannot uh, sell in their in their store so uh, they would like to uh, figure out a better way to reclaim the value of those uh, product so mm-hmm. uh, we partner with them and we obtained um, kind of unlimited resource for us to get those unsold textiles so we uh, obtained those um, uh, unsold textiles and uh, uh, develop the, the textile product uh, out of uh, those unsold textiles, like, um, you know, pull the, uh, the yarn out to, uh, you know, remake into the fabric and uh, produce some of the non-woven textile and uh, produce the product such as the decorative textile, blankets, uh, filters, Know, and uh, apparel handbags you know from those uh, end of use textile using the yarn fabric and the product development uh, uh, techniques. So students gained uh, the valuable um, um, real world uh, project and uh, uh, that is also some of the initiatives we are doing. so I uh, as I mentioned uh, we would like to uh, let our students to know and learn the um, the industry related real world problem uh, projects from this. So that's our initiative about uh, you know the the sustainability education.
0: Yeah, and that is, um, that's amazing, and I think it's great, too, um, you know, the real-world experience that you guys are able to offer to the students, and um, so I think we are about out of time. Um, I have enjoyed so much talking to you you today, Dr. Sal, and also um, just learning so much about the program, and all the different things that you're involved with um, and as well as your, from a personal perspective. So so thank you so much for joining us today. And um, if any of our listeners would like to, um, you know, find more about the program or learn more about, uh, you know, what University of Delaware is doing and things that are offered, um, what would be the best way for them to make that contact?
2: Yeah, it's it's my great pleasure uh, to talk to you. And uh, uh, our department web address is uh, fashion. Uh, dot dot um and uh, also uh, I can be uh, reached via email and my email address is uh, hcao at udel.edu uh, I would uh, be happy to further discuss s- sustainable textile and apparel with listeners of this product, uh, podcast
0: Wonderful, well thank you so much and Bob, thanks so much for joining us always and I'd also like to thank you our listeners for joining us and hope that you enjoyed our show should you have any questions about the E3 Sustainable Cotton Program, please email me at E3Cotton at BASF.com. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at E3 Sustainable Cotton. Thanks so much and see you next
1: time.